Welcome back to TaylorMade, a Friday Night Lights podcast. My name is Joe Bettner, and today Spencer and I will be going over episodes 16 through 18 of season one. A lot of spoilers are ahead, so if you're not caught up, now would be a good time to pause and get caught up. If you're already with us, let's get right into the two-minute drill. Starting with episode 16. As Smash's protest carries on, Dylan is forced to dip into its JV players ahead of its big playoff game. Tim Riggins proceeds to bully all of them for sucking so much. The Booster Club really wants Mac McGill out just as much as Smash, and Mac appeases them by trying to resign, but Coach Taylor does not let him. As pressure mounts on Smash, the protest ends right before their big playoff game. Mac then stands up to a racist cop for Smash, and things seem to be okay between the two. Meanwhile, in less important matters, Eric and Tammy really want Julie to stop hanging out with Tyra. Julie does not listen to her parents, though, and goes to a strip club with Tyra, where they're arrested, along with Saracen and Landry, because Landry is an idiot. It does seem this experience, though, helps Matt get Julie back. He asks her to be his girlfriend, and she agrees. In episode 17, Julie wants to have sex with Matt, and of course, Tammy finds out. Julie and Matt still plan to meet at Bradley's Lake House, where the cringiest romance scene in recorded history ensues, although no sex actually ever happens. Meanwhile, Jason Street is busy trying to make the National Quad Rugby team, while Lila is back home, where her father, Buddy Garrity's infidelity has been exposed. Tim's dad, Walt Riggins, is also back in the picture, and he shows up to a Panther practice, asking Coach Taylor to get his boy more reps. Eric does not, you know, go for it, and Walt decides to steal a camera, because that's the natural choice. Episode 18, let's start with the Tim Riggins storyline that isn't completely depressing. Tim throws a party at his home, and his neighbor confronts him about the noise. Tim then meets her son, Bo, who loves Panther football, and Riggins seems to be spending a lot of time with the two, and he seems genuinely happy. Meanwhile, Lila goes to surprise Jason and Austin, as her parents deal with the fallout of Buddy's choices. Also, college football program TMU is pursuing Eric, which makes things really awkward with him and his new house guest, Buddy Garrity. We also learn simultaneously the hard time Angela Collette is going through after being exploited by her now former boss, Buddy Garrity. Not not a great block for Buddy. We also learn of the mental health issues that Waverly Smash's girlfriend is going through. So with that said, we once again appreciate you all for listening to Taylor Made. Let's get right into the action. But first, Coach Taylor and Matt Harrison. You're going to be able to call the play? Yes, sir. 22 rocket on hit. 22. 22. 22 rock. I can't hear you. 22! I can't 20. hear you. 22! 22 rock. I mean, you're QB1 of the Dillon Panthers. Your teammates, if they can hear you, they will believe in you. Now you let it out until it hurts. You understand me? 22! 22 rocket! Hit it, hit What's your name? Matt Saracen! What you play? Do we want? Who do you play for, Saracen? Jalapeno! How much do you want this? I want How much do you want this? I want it! Then take it! Uh, uh. Oops, 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 oops. I'm cutting up. All right, Panther Nation, it is time to pull up a folding chair, turn on the projector, and go over the game film. It's time for four downs. Spencer, racism is running rampant in Dillon, Texas, and I will not stand for it. Prejudice is all over the place, not even just with Mac McGill, with Coach Taylor as well. I was going to say, you know who will stand for it? Who will? Coach Taylor. He will definitely stand up for uh, racism, which is apparently the right thing in in his mind in this scenario in, in 2005. So, how do you feel about Coach Taylor not accepting Mac McGill's resignation? Do you want you want to jump right in there? 
Okay, so to kind of, and as you heard in the two-minute drill, we finally get a conclusion to this whole Mac McGill racism plotline, which is just filled with a lot of weird details, and, you know, I think it's worth breaking down. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the episode, episode 17, or sorry, episode 16 here opens with Smash essentially giving a press conference to, a, again, the journalists here just ask very leading questions. Yeah. Um, They're not the greatest. No, I mean... Yeah, it's it's not ideal. And uh, yeah, Smash holding a press conference saying, you know, this is why we're upset. Yeah, you, you know, we should have a press conference count. By the way, sorry to cut you off. What, have it where a press conference count? How many times a, someone holds a press well, conference? Six weeks ago, Smash it wasn't a press conference, but yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> talks with the media. Yeah, unprompted. There's a lot of Texas high school officials that, or you know, journalists that cover Dylan apparently is because. There was another Kyle, uh, Kyle Chandler. Coach Taylor had the press conference in uh, was it episode. He 17? like walked into one too. Yeah, he just it like walked crazy. in and was like, you know, Mac McGill staying. Do, do you uh, think Lincoln? That's how Lincoln Riley feels coming into us to the hard nosed media. Lincoln gives us thirty minutes. You know, that's fair. No, but yeah, he gives this press conference. Uh, Smash does saying, you know, we're not playing. So Coach Taylor decides he's gonna you know bring up the JV. Um, and he assigns Tim Riggins to be the leader to bring out these three kids. Uh, I did not realize, by the way, that Tim Riggins was a captain. I don't feel like that's common knowledge up until this point. And maybe yeah. it is. He's he's a default to captain, right? Because but there's only like four people on this team that we actually know. It's Smash Riggins. You could make some offensive line, like one of the offensive linemen, a captain. We don't even know their names. Yeah, but you don't need to know the captain's name. I'm just saying Tim yeah. Riggins should not be a leader of men, <laughs> leader of boys. He's not built for it. <laughs> and he, he admits that to Smash later on in this episode. But um, yeah, I get a lot of great comedic scenes with, with Riggins chewing out these freshmen essentially maybe sophomores who actually look like high school students who, for yeah, a change or actually like probably 17 or you know 16 in real life whenever they're yeah. shooting this um we get this weird scene where um coach taylor is talking to is it buddy i think he's talking to buddy and he's like mac mcgill is panther football like you know it as well as i do he is panther football i don't i never got that Connection, Buddy Garrity saying that to, to no, Coach Taylor. No, Coach Taylor said it. No, I think Buddy Garrity says it, and like Coach Taylor reaffirms it. Maybe I'm misremembering, but either way, yeah, somebody says Mac McGill is Panther football. I also have that written down my notes. I didn't attribute to attribute it to anyone. Yeah, so this is I, yeah. really but, for up for interpretation. Well, until we look it up. No, we won't. No, probably not. You can look it up in your own whenever you're rewatching this episode. But one of those two says Mac McGill is Panther football. I, I don't feel like that was properly laid out. Small criticism. Yeah, I mean, it's more so that Mac has been around this program forever. Yeah. This is his life. But, but and Coach I don't, Taylor's the offensive genius, right? Yeah. Coach Taylor's always calling the plays. What is Mac McGill doing that's so special? I mean, that's why he didn't get the job. He's not anything guess, special. Coach Taylor, uh, you know, we alluded, it to, alluded to it right off the top. Coach Taylor ends up not accepting Mac McGill's resignation because he doesn't think it's the right thing to do partially because he think you know he appreciates how much work mac mcgill has put in for this team i'm sorry i don't care how many years you put into a company you do something like that yeah shouldn't be a part of the program yeah. and honestly this whole thing could go away if he just did fire him yeah and, and i 
I, I get that like it's you know harder than that but at the same time mac mcgill i just i don't have a lot of sympathy for him no i mean and tammy pretty much you know we get the scene where coach taylor is like i have a guidance counselor emergency and kicks out the student and was like i need you to leave essentially and says, you know he ends up talking to his wife talks to the guidance counselor and he talks to his friend and all three of them all being tammy obviously tell him you know like it's a fireable offense. Like you should have no guilt in, in moving on from Mac McGill, get these kids back in your locker room. Yeah. I, I do want to say one thing quickly about, um, this whole situation, that conversation between buddy and Eric, because that scene right there is just another driving force behind buddy. Garrity does not care about you if you aren't helping him and yep. Mac is hurting his one thing he loves. Yep. Panther football. Yep. And he's ready to give up. He's known him for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, get him out. Yeah. I need smash on the football team. Yeah. We need to win this playoff game. So it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Just kind of the yeah. sociopath levels well, that buddy goes through. We see that at the end of episode 18, where smash not smash sorry where buddy is has been kicked out of his house because he cheated on his wife and finds out that you know coach taylor has gone on this interview with uh neil neil tmu yeah i know but the athletic director's name i guess it doesn't matter yeah he's with uh, neil kenny uh goes on this dinner with and by the way the did you notice the way that he found out he like rubbed a crown sideways on the notepad to figure out what was written on the previous notepad. Yeah. It was the AD's name or, you know, is the guy's name just, yeah. Sociopathic levels and coach Taylor's like, look, you have way bigger things to worry about than whether or not I'm coaching this team next year. Buddy could care less about his wife. And I, I, if there's someone of yeah. the, of the Garrity clan that I feel, I obviously feel bad for the kids. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, Lila, there's some points where I don't like her, but that sucks. Yeah. Um, but man, Pam Garrity, just it's a tough beat, you know. And Buddy, Buddy, and I feel like we're kind of straying from from our first down topic, oh, yeah, but yeah. Um, and we can kind of get into that more a little bit later. But yeah, Mac McGill, though, do you think that I want to ask you? And I don't want to get like too philosophical here, but how did you feel about like i guess smash's mother telling him like you need to stop yeah it doing was, this like whole protest thing it was interesting to see the i guess uh, the dichotomy between what waverly was telling him and what his mom was telling him and i think that what you saw there was the difference in youthful enthusiasm and experience his mom having the experience and like knowing that you know, Smash has a whole heck of a lot more to lose here than any of these old white executives and Dylan that are never going to change. Like Smash yeah. is the one. Smash and the other African American players on the team are the ones with something to lose here. And his mom pointed that out pretty effectively. Yeah, I thought, and I, I want to give credit to her because I feel bad when I like take one of Alyssa's ideas and I say it on this show and don't <laughs> give her credit. She did make a really good point, though. Him not playing would basically be letting Mac win. Yeah. It'd be letting the racist win. And yeah. for him to just kind of throw away his entire future on this protest 
just wouldn't be the smartest move. Yeah. And he's got a whole bigger future. And, you know, it's, it's good that he, I think overall it's good that he took a stand and yeah, he used his voice, he used his influence for something that didn't only benefit himself. Yeah. It, and so I like that moment. I mean, it's just kind of like one of those things where you see kind of that mother and, I at first I was just like, well, that's kind of weird that she would tell him like to stop doing this and just to stop standing up for what's right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the more I thought about it, and the more Alyssa spoke some lot. Women know everything, by the way, guys. If you haven't figured that out, pay yet, attention. Just listen to what they got to say. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they're right. <laughs> but, uh, and like Smash's mother, she knows what she's talking yeah. about. <laughs> Plenty of experience. She's fought these battles. You could tell, like she's fought these battles before. Yeah. And you know, she knows how to, to kind of get out of it. I mean, you go back to the scene, I think, you know, last last week where they're they're in this banker office trying to get a loan for this house and Smash starts to freak out and she and his mom calms him down, like, no, like don't give them what they want. Yeah. You know, relax. I mean, she's always kind of been that calming presence that has kind of guided him a little bit better than Waverly at this point, and certainly better than Waverly's has some issues of her own, which we will uh, talk about later in the episode yeah. or at the end here. But yes, yes, yes. Um, I do want to say this football game that they play is wild. I don't even have. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. This game, yeah. I was thinking about the the one play, the 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 other game in this block where it's just one play. It's a hail mary, and they don't catch it. Yeah. But, no, I just you know, this one is. The the whole scene of them getting pulled over on the bus and the officers Brawl. basically yeah. saying like, yeah, we're looking for smash. And basically they, you know, kind of tell them to pound sand and they're just like, we'll get you next year. Max, like Mac is the one. This is kind of the the end to this arc, right? I mean, because Mac yeah. um, says, well, do you have a warrant? And is literally physically standing in front of the open you know the door to the bus and yeah. it's like well you're not coming in unless you have a warrant so and, you have the, a warrant, and they just like it's like no they're obviously don't have a warrant you can't arrest somebody for assault for like if anybody was going to get arrested for assault after that play it was going to be riggins it was riggins who did throw riggins the first was punch. the one that like <laughs> it's very clear i mean we also found out arguably the most offensive or most racially insensitive word that could be said on NBC in the mid two thousands, um, which is what set off that whole situation there. Yeah. But I mean, I assume they probably worked through a number of different names, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but such a strange event. And also just like the fact that like they just called the game, um, after three quarters, I don't, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, where the coach they were so mad. That was a good acting performance. And like the thing is, is he seemed like kind of cool. You're yeah. just like, hey, like I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then like immediately, like by the way, you guys lost. He's like, what? Yeah. And he just like goes insane. <laughs> like, no, coach, you stay on this field. We're playing this game. This is our field. We're playing this game. And just absolutely lost it. Dylan was ahead. They were fine. Yeah. They weren't coming back. Yeah. But uh, Mac McGill. Um, once again, I don't. This is such a. It's a good storyline. It's a good character development uh, storyline for for I think Smash most importantly. Um, it also gives us you know it's making uh, for for all the issues she does have. Waverly also it's it's a way to utilize her and yeah keep her in the story. Yeah. Also, I just like listening to her talk. 
she yeah it's a good actress for sure yeah um but it's a good i mean this overall this plot is just it's really good for for smash and um you know it's for what we kind of i know we talked about this before with like tim riggins like why do we love tim riggins yeah and there's a lot of things i feel like i think i look back on friday night lights and i'm like i didn't really like smash too much and maybe there's some things coming up that i don't remember yeah. that is going to make him but like this makes me like him this makes me yeah. go from like man he's so egotistical he's such a narcissist but he know i feel like he's playing a character and he knows he's playing a character the yeah. entire time like yeah. he has enough awareness to be like yeah. he's not a complete and you see a softer side to him around waverly and yeah you see that with him with the kids when he's playing football with coach taylor yeah and it's just overall i love this because it just shows that he is more than just this self-absorbed running back yeah um i think that's pretty much it right i I mean mean, mac mac calls the cops bluff they say we'll get you next year coach and they drive off and then mac and and smash end up kind of making up afterwards which is i do want to say one thing before we get off this yeah and it kind of i guess ties in to um a little bit of what we'll talk about in the coming points that were the coming downs i guess if you will is i think we might have and i don't know you probably disagree but i think it's worth candidacy but i feel like we got a burn of the week literally like six minutes into this episode block of julie telling her father when he she's trying to you know try to hang out with tyra and they're like like tammy and eric do not like tyra no one bit she's a bad influence on julie as they assume and julie tells coach taylor who just saw all of the african-american players on his roster hold a protest tells them maybe if you weren't so prejudiced 16 players wouldn't have walked off your team that is a harsh burn that's, it is not even Julie Taylor's best burn of this episode block. Ooh. It's a candidate, but it's not. I think it's worth honorable mention. It's def, I, It may be even be second place. Nobody else really. Julie Taylor had some zingers. Uh, this was, a, as you texted me, this is a Julie heavy block. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Julie Taylor, which I don't know who you are. Or if you don't like Julie Taylor. Yeah. This is either great or bad I mean, for you. I'll go ahead and say it now because it's not really a part of any of our downs. But whenever Julie and Buddy are, you know, during the TMU dinner and Julie and Buddy are spending time together on, you know, much to Julie's dismay. <laughs> and um, uh, Buddy asked Julie, like, where where'd they go tonight? What are they doing? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I think they're going to a good Italian restaurant or the new Italian restaurant or something like that. It's good for the marriage. And just like, and Buddy doesn't really acknowledge it, but I was like, oh my gosh, you did. <laughs> How do you not have any awareness of to what you just said? <laughs> and she didn't really mean it as a burn, but I would like to think she did though. But I mean, you can tell at that point in hindsight, buddy like didn't really respond to it because he was so paranoid about where they were. Yeah. He was so paranoid. He goes over to the notepad and does the, I think he said he learned it on Magnum PI and like scientifically found the previous notepad, you know, whatever, however, yeah. whatever method he used, but just, yeah, I don't know. I thought that's my burn of the week. A good, a good Julie. A good, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you if it's good, if it's bad, but she gets in a little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Yeah. Yep. Second down here. Are we ready for Matt and Julie? Time? Second down. Second down. Um, let's start from the beginning. 
because this storyline, I guess it really kicks in episode 17, but episode 16, we get uh, Tyra catching up to Matt in the uh, um, cafeteria, about to give, oh, Matt's about to give Julia a mix CD, and Tyra's like, spend some money, like put, put a little bit of money and effort into this. Uh, it's also where Landry meets Tyra for the first time, which is just excellent. A big yikes on Maddie Maddie Magic's part <laughs> to make a mix CD. It's a nineties move, right? Like it's probably no. I mean, uh, probably ten years ago, not everyone had an MP3 player. People were still rocking the CD players a little bit. I can't it imagine, feels old. Like, in, can you imagine walking around with a CD player while you're like working out? Like you're just running with a CD. people did that. Yeah, people like exercise. I played basketball earlier. And have Bluetooth headphones that I don't even have to like put in my pocket, and they just sit around my neck. People used to, I guess, not play basketball because unless you could just stick it in your pocket, but they would walk around with like actual CD players. Yeah, I mean, if you had like a that was not that long ago, a cassette <laughs> like a cassette player, or like a Walkman. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you would you would be in this boat. But do you what think was that like fifteen years ago? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, I was gonna say, like, do you think kids send each other like Spotify playlists now? I I've never been sent to Spotify playlist. No, I'm just saying, like in, in place oh, of like mixed CDs, like hey, what's up, Tiffany? Like I made this Spotify playlist for you. I feel like it really speaks to us and like really like embodies like our relationship. I feel like they just make double sure to like watch all their Instagram stories really quickly. I think that's the equivalent. Yeah, kids are weird, man. Kids are um, strange. More in episode 16 on this. The setup. Um, Okay, so there's two things I want to hear before we really get into the line that everybody's thinking about. Um, first, they're at the strip club. <laughs> I want to point this out. So Landry hitting on Tyra at the strip club, funny. Then Landry is exiled from the back room, which why were Landry and Matt ever allowed into the back room with a bunch of strippers? I don't know. I feel like they're, they're probably safer in the back room than they are out there. That turned out to be true because <laughs> hindsight is 2020 <laughs> but i think they were much better off in that <laughs> landry is having the time of his life um talking to this fully clothed stripper it's kind of scary gawking. the look yeah. on his face it's very uh todd from breaking bad i was gonna say he looks like <laughs> he looks, <laughs> looks like todd looks like looking like, this like is, a <laughs> this is friday night Lodge todd's origin story <laughs> Is anyone can we confirm that it's not? I mean, he looked at that stripper like Todd looks like a kid on a bike. Yeah. Just oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, um, Landry gets arrested. All four of them get arrested, which means yeah. that Landry narked. Landry yeah. told. Why? Do, why do people stand Landry? I don't know. <laughs> why did they? Why did Matt not like? Why is Matt not giving Landry crap for this for the rest of his life? Like, are we sure that he narked? How else would those cops have known? I guess Landry definitely narked. I also kind of. There's got to be like someone else from the strip club that had to get arrested as well for like allowing that to happen. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they probably got a like Tyra's sister kind of sanction, or just whoever that's supposed to check IDs, right? Yeah, like the the, the bouncer probably yeah. is fired unless they came in the back. Yeah, but they didn't. We saw them walk in the front. It's just wild. Yeah, how'd they get in? Yeah, why would you? There's really no positive to letting a 16 year old into a strip club because they probably don't have any money anyway. 
not profitable. I'm, I'm, I like the business approach. I, I mean, I'm just saying, thing. like, that's the reason why you let a college kid drink at the bar if you think you can get away with it. It's I mean, there's some places in Norman that would agree with that sentiment. I'm, they're all over this country, Joe. I'm just, just <laughs> saying, just saying. Just but yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Now we can move on. Uh, Matt makes up a Julie at the end of episode 16. He gives her this $50 keychain or necklace thing. It's her birthstone. It's always the girl's birthstone. He looked into it. Is it is it just time that has passed that has like made Julie forgive Matt for everything? Because like he didn't do anything that bad. No, but like, like what he did was bad, but it wasn't like worthy of breaking up with him if she still liked him. I guess. But I'm just saying, I feel like it would have been addressed like, I forgive you. Yeah. Because the way it ended was just, just like, you wronged me. Yeah. You would you think lied. there would have been a, you would think there would be like, I forgive you. I mean, these are high school kids. Like, you know. They're both, they're, they're 30 yeah. years old. Uh, episode 17. Uh, the first time we see these two kids, Julie wants to have sex. And uh, she says, I think it's time, don't you think? And Matt literally says nothing. He just stares ahead, and she said, "Me too." So let's get on that. Julie is very assertive. Yeah. If I can say anything about Julie, is she's very sure of herself. Although she t- she tends she's like a she's kind of like a little kid that puts their hand on the stove just because they want to see what it's like, and yeah. then they realize, oh, that wasn't smart. I won't do that again. She learns from her, like she, yeah. go, she does stuff without really thinking it through too well, even though she's confident in herself yeah. and just learns from her mistakes, which yeah. honestly is not a bad way to live. No, but being 15 and yeah, it's just, it's a yikes. I don't know. Um, next up Landry tries to give Matt a condom at the Alamo freeze and smash is so, dis- so disgusted that he literally uses food tongs to throw it away. I, as somebody who grew up kind of like around restaurants, that was particularly notable to me. I didn't. I didn't. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah, he like he sees the condom that Landry is trying to give him, and he grabs it with the tongs and throws it in the trash. And then like we don't see him wash the tongs. <laughs> he just back to to back. <laughs> yeah, what, he's, what he's just back doing. to like flipping fries. Yikes! It's amazing. Smash is still working at the Alamo. Why, why, yeah, why is he still working at the Alamo? He doesn't need money anymore. Why is he still working? He's <laughs> more investigation needs to be put into Eric Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then smash like actually gives him decent advice. It was like, like, I'm not encouraging this, but if you're going to do it, you need logistics, you know, time, place protection, et cetera. Bradley. (laughs) Bradley You need Bradley. (laughs) Bradley's Lake house. (laughs) Um, then we get uh, this one of the just the cringiest scenes of the entire series, right? With uh, Matt and... Is there any scene that's cringier? Because I can't think of one. I mean, the only... No. Not so. Not that we've run into... To this point, it's the cringiest. To this point, it's definitely the cringiest. Uh, Julie's mom, Tammy, watches Matt and Landry buy condoms while they're in the store. Oh, man. And Which is just some awful luck, and it's just it's it's a really bad beat, man. Like, I mean, I think maybe in this situation, it's a you need to have some better awareness that it's a small town, yeah, and that you should be going to buy those at like ten o'clock at night. Well, like next town over, just do it's not like a bad idea. Like if you're 
like if you're a kid and I'm not speaking from experience, but if you're going to like buy beer, yeah. you don't go to the one five minutes from your house. <laughs> you go to the next town over and I'm going to get caught yeah, that way. You go out of the way, um, which is just, it just leaves Julie in just this inescapable box of which Tammy's kind of like, okay, just like, you know, she she's not happy with it, but she yeah. takes it better than when Eric finds out. <laughs> which we knew. Uh, which, yeah. That Eric was my was, immediate thought was because I had forgotten that this scene had happened and I couldn't remember if she told Eric right away or later. But this whole scene, I thought, was just really well acted by Tammy in particular. Yeah. Going back and forth between like tears and just being exasperated and then showing compassion and, but also just like wanting to hit her 15 year old daughter to the head. (laughs) If she's like, if she's in a coma, she can't have sex. Like (laughs) Tammy, by the way, I was going to say, we we say this is a big Julie arc. This is also a big Tammy arc as well. Yeah. A lot of Tammy here. And I am here for it. Tammy's the best. Um, Tammy's the one that, Whenever a main, a more, a, a more main character, I guess, needs something, they go to Tammy, right? I mean, Coach Taylor goes to Tammy, and the guy, you know, I need to talk to the guidance counselor. Julie doesn't seek out this talk, but ends up having it with her. We see in episode eighteen where um, Tyra's mom has her episode, and Tammy ends up helping. Uh, what did we say her name was? Is it Angela? Angela Collette. Angela Collette, and ends up helping Tyra. Says, hey. You know, stop at my office Monday morning. You're my next project academically. Which uh, kind of sounds like a bad thing, but Tyra's cool with it. Like, my next project. Like, I wouldn't want to be I called mean, that. That was Tyra's words. So <laughs> I get that, but I'm, I'm still, like, not happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with it. Yeah, I mean, it's... But Tyra is... In, well, we should save this because that's a, that's a different down. It's down the line. That's a... I don't know why I just sang that. It's either down three or four. I don't remember. Um... Be a really good acting performance, um, and then Julie, <laughs> Julie tells Matt that <laughs> right before he's about to walk into football practice, tells him that his mom or that her mom saw him buying condoms. Um, By the way, Julie then, Taylor does not want Matt to succeed. Why would you tell him that right before practice, <laughs> where he's about to go see Eric Taylor? I'm sorry. Does she not care about his football career? <laughs> she does not. Uh, this is one of numerous examples of that. Uh, but Matt's eyes just pop out of his head about 17 of her ways. Um, Matt explains to her he's taken Smash's advice. He got her. He got them. Bradley's Lake House. Uh, he's Bradley. He just, yeah, he's just Bradley. He's just Bradley. He's, he's not going to tell uh, he, He's not going to say anything. He's just hey, Bradley. I promise. Like the whole team doesn't know. And then immediately cuts to a scene where like they're openly discussing yeah, with Coach Taylor, I know, super I, close by. I, I I can't imagine why, especially after the first time in the locker room where there's that trash talk between the offensive lineman and Smash. <laughs> You're going to get v- Julie's V card yeah, out of her. <laughs> like, did you not learn your lesson from the last time you were talking openly about this? Yeah. Uh, Riggin yeah. says, you know, trying to help him, you know, you remember the first time you drove a car and just matt deadpan says yeah i crashed my grandma's car and now landry drives me around <laughs> <laughs> and reagan just says good luck to you seven good luck to you boy good luck seven. by the way we also get a quote from smash about like 180 seconds anything less is a failure <laughs> i think he said anything more or less is a failure oh <laughs> anything else is a failure gotcha but which is an interesting take again from Smash. He but. did say 180 seconds, right? Yeah. 
gotta love when old smash just kind of comes out and he's just not this gentle you know guy protesting racism Listen, smash <laughs> is a good old boy you know he's I mean, just he's yeah. just back to his ways anyway uh, yeah, I mean, the next scene we get on this storyline is Matt walking into Bradley's lake house, which is not only completely trashed, but is also, I don't even think it's a bed, it's like a futon, and it's covered in taxidermy. There's taxidermy all over the walls, and Julie does not. Julie's anti-hunting, I think, is pretty obvious. Yeah, she doesn't... I don't, I, is she ve- she's not like vegetarian or anything is she i think she is is she okay because she tells buddy later on that uh i don't eat pork that's right so that's she's right. some kind of and, uh, vegan is, i don't think vegan is here yet in 2005 so i think she's a vegetarian okay yeah it's it's a scary scene i mean this lake house could be like a halloween episode and it like could become like a yeah. cringy like Honey scary Hill house crossover yeah, yeah. Well, I really want to kind of get to know Bradley a little bit more. <laughs> What's Do we he know like? Who Bradley is? Do we know which one Bradley is? We just hear the name. I shook my head, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, we just know his name. <laughs> I don't know why I do stuff on a, on this audio medium that Bradley. I think you guys can Googling. see. See if we can get a picture. I don't think we ever really see Bradley unless he's like the offensive lineman. He is. He's the redheaded offensive lineman. Oh, it appears. That's the worst. Okay, now I take back. Like Matt, no, he, yeah, Matt's like, oh, Brad, Bradley's Bradley. He won't say anything. Like that dude will definitely say something. <laughs> he was just trying to, I think, appease Julie. I know. Because I'm just saying. Smash already knew too. Yeah, that guy, that guy's always starting stuff. Yeah. Um, Bad move, Maddie. Bad move. Also, interesting. I just learned this. Buddy's real name is actually. Oh, no, is that the actor? Yeah, never mind. That's the actor. <laughs> I was going to say. Never mind. And Brad uh, Leland? <laughs> <laughs> well, I Googled Bradley Friday Night Lights and Brad Leland got Buddy popped up and I thought maybe Buddy was just a nickname or something. In season four, we found out that Buddy Garrity went into a witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> That's season two right there. Um, so, yeah. There are Bradley's Lake House after Matt kind of cleaned it up a little bit and... Tammy and Coach essentially realized that, you know, they call about um, – or no, that's what it was. Coach Taylor finds some scandalous underwear of Julie's yeah. and is like, what are these? And Julie has to explain it with – Tammy. She might be – sorry, Tammy, might, Tammy has to explain it with, oh, yeah, she might be having sex. Maybe I should have told you that. And Coach Taylor does not take it super well. Um, he threatens to uh, send her to a nunnery in Rome, and then he said he was going to rip his rip Matt Saracen's head off afterwards. Probably uh, on a different network. There's probably <laughs> a different line that's said there. I would love to see the HBO version of the show. Oh God, that would be if fun. HBO somehow got the rights and just got to remake Friday Night Lights. I don't feel like. I mean. I don't. I feel like H- I, I feel like HBO would mess it up. I could see this being a Netflix series, though. It could easily be yeah, a Netflix, Netflix series. On Netflix, I don't know. Um, I just don't feel like it. HBO feels like too gringy for for this. Do you watch HBO? A little bit. There's. I mean, Righteous Gemstones is. I, I feel like they could put the right creators involved here. Yeah. Maybe I just the shows that I've seen on HBO probably aren't. 
Yeah. Game I mean, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's a killer show. Little, that's it. You that's watching Succession? You should watch Succession. I'm not watching Succession, but Twitter has made me feel like, okay, I can't wait to watch this in 2029 <laughs> when I binge it all. You need to... You should binge it all before season three next year. It's really good. I uh, like watching it all at once. I, I don't want to wait. You, don't for wanna, you wanna wait? There's probably only gonna be... There's, I mean, they're not gonna do 10 seasons of Succession. If I watch... If I watch a season of something and I know there's another season coming, I don't like it. I just want to watch everything all at once. I don't want to... You don't want to have like the week-to-week conversation about it? Nope. Don't want that. I just want to... <laughs> I want to know it all. Man, can't relate. I listen to... I either listen to a podcast or read Reddit or like some sort of television forum or you know something on pretty much every show that I watch after every episode. I mean, that's a very, like, sports kind of way to consume stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I also have very finite... I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't... Yeah. Can't do this. Yeah. Um, But, you know, busy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's busy. Everyone's busy. Yeah. And so I just, like, for me to, like... Usually with my shows is like, I like to watch them all at once. Yeah. And maybe that's weird. I don't, it's, I mean, probably not weird, but like, may like, you know, I'm sure everyone's different. But yeah. We're, I, we're on a tangent now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of comes back here because I mean, Friday Night Lights is so much about community and I feel like that's the, one of the best parts about television is like having the week to week community of it. I don't know. I'm not going to convince you. It's clear. Maybe someday. I mean, if you I did watch Game of Thrones and like, four weeks like every episode and that was the be- I, well, the, th- <laughs> the funny thing is and i don't know if i mentioned this on this podcast before the first time i watched friday night i watched it all in one week yeah. watched all five seasons i think i did something similar yeah and i was happy that i did that yeah i also this was like i think i bought the first two or three seasons on i this is a this was a low point for your boy <laughs> i bought the first two or three seasons on itunes before i realized um that they were on Netflix. Remember when we used to buy television shows on iTunes? I had to do that recently because you know really? it's not on any streaming service. The hit Nickelodeon show George Lopez. What? You can't find it anywhere, so I had to buy it on iTunes. <laughs> the uh, it was, the it was theme song to that show is. In, in I hate it. that it's become a meme. <laughs> Low right. I hate that like waking up at three a.m. be like, and it's like George Lopez really loud. I can remember all the characters. It's uh, Carmen and Max. What was his wife's name? Angie. Angie. That's right. Anyway, we we need to get back to Friday. You Lights. think? You think it's time? I think I think, we I think that was a good halftime moment. I don't know. Yeah, the we'll, two we'll, we'll break it up. Oh, no, I mean we're here. We go. We are. Uh, like I said, Coach Taylor super pissed. Uh, Nunnery in Rome. Tammy realizes she messed up. Um, cut to Matt and Julie in an extended makeout scene that goes for about three or four seconds longer than it needs to. Way too long. I was so uncomfortable. I'm glad we we independently had this thought. (laughs) It goes on a little long. And then this is the, the episode title here is, um, what is it? It's the, I think we should have sex or something like that. Whatever Julie said, it's just the verbatim quote. Surprisingly alternate episode title. The deer is staring at me. <laughs> I feel like that would have been the way that I would have gone. Yeah. It gets, I, I mean, it's kind of clickbaity. I know that like, t- that's not the point of TV, TV yeah. episodes titles, but I mean, yeah, who's watching, who's watching a TV show because the episode title is good. 
I mean, if you're flipping through TV Guide and you saw that, you'd be like, huh, Maybe. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on in Dillon, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, who did you think was going to end up? If you, did you see that? I guess you've seen the, we've seen the show so many times, you probably knew it was going to be Julie. But I wonder if, like, who you would think it was going to be that was saying that before they watch the episode. Like, you see the episode title and you try to guess, like, who, oh, I mean, who do I think is going to say this? Kind of like I mentioned earlier julie's so sure of herself and is so commanding in that yeah. relationship that that does that shouldn't surprise anyone yeah, that's true um julie and matt ultimately decide not to do it um which was pretty obvious the whole time was going to be the case and it was really wholesome too yeah it was the way i was unfolded. like we don't have to do this and julie was like we don't it's like <laughs> This was your idea. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to pressure you into it. Like, I don't know. I, it was, I just want to go over game film. <laughs> just watch movies. And do whatever they were doing with their leg. Who's watching Grandma Saracen? <laughs> Landry, right? D- does he mention that? I don't know that he mentioned it, but... But I'm just I'm worried about her. Yeah. Lorraine is... I mean, she can't be doing... Maybe she can take care of herself. I mean, no. nobody watches her during the day. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Um, Julie says something, or Matt says something to Julie here that I think that is just unforgivable. And Julie laughs it off. I think it's just bad writing. But he tells Julie, you have the ugliest feet I have ever seen. Let me tell you, Joe, if I had told Paige that within the first two weeks of us dating, we would not be married right now. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of like one of those. I don't know if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother. Yes. It's like the Dobbler Dahmer theory from How I Met Your Mother that if both people are into each other, then a big romantic gesture works. Um, but if one person isn't into the other, the same gesture comes off as serial killer crazy. Oh, and yeah. So I've, I've long held this theory. I didn't realize it. I forgot that it was on How I Met Your Mother. But, but yeah, I think that it works because Julie is really into Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, she knows that he's kidding, I guess, but we also, I think we tend to overthink the beginnings of our relationship. Like, man, if I would have made this wrong move, then maybe yeah. things wouldn't have worked out, but you just kind of end up with people you end up with. I, I just feel like it's unreal. I don't, I, I feel like no woman would take that well. I mean, if, if you told, if you, if you told Alyssa that she has the ugliest feet you've ever seen, what, like, how would that go? I think. I think now in our relationship, it would be fine. Maybe early on, she'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> um, it's a little so, offensive. And I'm so, going to think about that for the next year. It's okay. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. I don't think she would take that well. I wouldn't take it well either. No, I know. It's not like, I'm not trying to draw a gender line here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying yeah. like, I feel like if you said that to your significant other. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it would not go well. It could go poorly. It certainly has the potential to go poorly. Especially if you're still like kind of feeling each other out. And their emotions as, are so high, like they thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like a wholesome Matt, Matt, Matt Saracen joke. It's, it's innocent. It's fine. <laughs> it worked out. Um, then they fall asleep, wake up. Julie says, well, I'm screwed. I, I'm going to die. Matt offers to like walk her to. Her Matt, door. what are it's you like, doing here, buddy? It's like, Matt, it's 2 a.m., fam. <laughs> <laughs> there is no situation where that goes well. Like, Matt, that's it's very uh, very wholesome uh, of you to offer, but you will die. Pick your um, spot, buddy. Pick your spot. Yeah. And 
then he just blurts out, Julie, I love you. So clearly he had this image in his head of like, I'm going to do yeah. this at her front door. And then whenever that wasn't going to work out, he decided to do it anyway. And she actually reciprocates it. Yeah, she was cool with it. And you could tell, and we get this great shot of her like just being on cloud nine for her entire walk to the front door. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm in love. And then she realizes, oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> on the other side of that door <laughs> is a nightmare. Uh, it worked out. Yeah. Worked out. Okay. Worked out. Uh, not much Julian Matt stuff. In That's the end of... Uh, Episode 17, except for, um, well, <laughs> it's not quite the end of episode 17. We get uh, Tyra's mom going to the church. Super fun to by blow the way. up the Garrity family. Really um, fun scene. And then Riggins returning the camera that his dad stole with a bloodied face to the Taylor household. But uh, episode 18, not a whole lot of Matt and Julie. We transition into some other stuff here. Um, so yeah, you ready for ready for third down? Oh, you know I am. Great. Just ignore what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Joe has transitioned into a standing pose here. Standing desk. My, oh, we were gonna do this on my couch. Yeah, we were gonna. We I were totally gonna forgot. Get all comfortable. I just I've been sitting all day. Just yeah. want to stand up. You really you quietly moved the chair over. That was pretty expertly done. I I am very skilled. From my days of being a 15-year-old at moving around late at night in my home. So... What? Yeah, when you're, like, tr- like when you're like staying up late, you don't want, like, to wake up anyone in the house, and you've got to, like, sneak around. Mm, okay. I don't know where there's a situation where I had to move a chair, but... Yeah. You know. Gotta keep quiet. You don't want to yeah. wake up the parents. Yeah. That's fair. Um, third down. We've got uh, Lyland Street... Third and fourth down could be could probably be combined, but we're separating them here because we want to give them their full due. Um, and for the sake of the bit. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to say that part, Joe. Um, we first see Jason. He's showing up to this quad rugby training camp in Austin. He's very rude to this woman because they're late, because Herc made them late. And Herc doesn't really care, but Street's like, this is the most important thing of my entire life right now. Like, which it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's. We get that scene later on, I think, where he's like, "Yeah, I've pretty much put." Or no, I guess it would have been earlier, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm putting all my eggs into this basket, Mr. Taylor." Like, Just take the GED, you'll be fine. Yeah, like that's. You're exactly right. I'm putting all my eggs into this basket, and Herc makes him late on the first day, and. Uh, what does she ask him? She asks him... This some, is your first time here? Yeah. And he's like, I can't have a conversation with you. I don't know what's after this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I really just need to go. And she's like, it's on the form. And he's like, oh, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and he he, go, you know, he goes out on the court. Him and her uh, get screamed at uh, for being late. Um, cuts away. Next, we see them. He's apologizing to the woman that he was rude to. And you immediately get the sense that she is going to be a part of this show. Oh, and we're all so glad for it. You don't like her? And she's all right. She's, I don't know. At this point, she's fine. She's good for, I mean. She's good for Jason. She's good for Jason. Yeah. You know, Jason's going through a lot. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. But, uh, you know who doesn't think it's fine? Old Lila Garrity. Lila. I wrote in my notes right after the, he was like apologizing to her. I said, Street is going to end up cheating on Lila with this girl. You know who else thought Street was going to end up cheating on Lila with this girl? 
Lila? Lila. Lila thought <laughs> that, uh, that especially after he gets this tattoo from her, he, she finds the tattoo. Lila finds the tattoo and uh, says, you are permanently messed up with no awareness for what she's saying. And Jason's like, well, I was already pretty permanently messed up. Yeah. <laughs> she but, not amused by that either. Which I was going to say, like, I have such mixed feelings about all this because... Yes, I understand that they're high school kids, and Lila probably has a uh, lot of. She's got so much going on emotionally, yeah, and it's probably hard to sort out those feelings. But at the same time, Lila's kind of a jerk to Jason as far as just you know going out and partying with the boys and you know getting a tattoo and she keeps calling whenever like he's about to go do something. And her worst timing. Her has this quote where he says she's got a radar for when you're about to have a good time, <laughs> which is way f- a way funnier thing to say whenever you hear it in Herc's voice. Like he's just yeah. like slurs through the whole thing. It's really funny. Well, but I have such a mixed feelings about this whole thing because I'm just like, yeah, like I understand Lila's concern. At the same time, though, if my significant other was just paralyzed and is just finally you know out of the hospital, is like getting back to kind of a normal yeah. life. Um. I, I, I think I would let them do whatever they want. Short of cheating or like committing anything illegal, like, you know, committing a crime. Get a tattoo if you want to. Like a tattoo, that should be on the table. Yeah. That should be completely fine. <laughs> Jason's going through a lot right now. Sure, tattoos, you know. What, on his wrists. Like you got a face tattoo. And I you get, can cover it up. I get sleeve. it's Texas and like she probably thinks tattoos are taboo. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, he deserves some time to cut, just kind of let like to to do what he wants. Don't cheat. Don't commit any crimes. Yeah. But as long as you're not endangering yourself, he should be able to do what he wants because he's in this situation. <laughs> I want you all to know that Joe is like using very strong arm movements as he gives this take. He's just like really stretching that wingspan out. <laughs> I just need it, man. <laughs> I just need it. My my huge wingspan. <laughs> um, I mean, there's oh, so yeah, we get. She's upset about the t- t- tattoo, and then she actually meets the tattoo the tattoo artist whose name is Susie. Susie. Joe always remembers the names. I forget the names. Uh, meets Susie, and essentially is like you know going back and forth with Herc about uh, the difference between quad, quad football and rug and or quad rugby and football. And Lila says something really condescending and Herc is like very offended by it. Yeah. Which he kind of should be, I guess, but also I feel like he should be able to take it. Yeah, but this is such an uncomfortable scene. I just wanted to end. It was very uncomfortable oh. because then Lila was wasted at this point. We should note. This uh, underaged Lila yeah. was drunk. It was Yes. And uh, Susan tries to step in and help. Just Susie. It's not Susie. Susie. <laughs> Susie. She's not 50 yet. She Su- has some life in her. Su- Susie's a pretty old name, too. I don't know any people our age named Susie. Yeah, but Susie's kind of cutesier. Susan, when I think of Susan, I think of someone like complaining at a restaurant because the wait's too long. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this woman, considering this was filmed 15 years ago, is very much in Susan territory. That's okay. Well, um, I agree to disagree. But she tries to, you know, kind of defend Lila, saying, no, this is what, you know, 
he meant. Like, of oh, course he expects to start. He was a star quarterback. And Lila also takes offense to that and is like, I don't need anything. You know, I don't need any help from you. Stay away from my fiance. She drops the fiance card. Yeah, now all of a sudden yeah, it's all- cool. It's like, yeah, we're getting married. Just like you've been not about it for a little bit. All of a sudden they are engaged again. I'm going to uh, use it. Just a total power move. Kind um, of a Buddy Garrity move. Yeah. Vila and Buddy, there's a lot of parallels here. We, talk, I mean, I feel like we talked about that in one of our first one or two podcasts about yeah. The parallels and how they kind of act. They're very similar. And also we get, uh, you know, they're both adulterers, right? I mean, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like the circumstances are way different. Sure. I mean, I didn't like what Lila did, but at the same time, Buddy's just out cheating on his wife with a secretary. He didn't just go through some tragedy where he doesn't yeah. know what to think. He's also not 17 years old. He's a he's an old man like But he also didn't cheat on uh or, you know, he's not hooking up with his boyfriend's best right paralyzed boyfriend's best friend. Yeah. I don't know. He's not doing that. But uh you know what? You know what $700 isn't? It is not shut up money. It's not hush money. It is uh <laughs> I don't know this from experience or anything of the such, but if someone gave me $700, I'd be like, thank you. I'm going to still talk. (laughs) That is such a like, here's some walking around money. Here's some walking around money. I'm so sorry. He should have definitely given her a car, right? A car would have been, I would have been like, okay, (laughs) I won't go to the church. (laughs) I I still may talk smack about you behind your back, but I'm not going to slap your face in front of your family and the whole congregation. I'll let the rumor mill swirl a little bit, but I won't come slap you in front of Pam. Yeah, no, that was a really tough scene to watch. That the car, the car would have been nice. Anyway, yeah, buddy trying to clean up his mess does not go well. Which we're kind of getting into fourth down territory. Yeah, we're fr- I think we're firmly into fourth down here. Okay, um, that's fine. I mean, the only other thing on third down that we can talk about was whenever they get back to their Jason's room and Lila's like, do you love her? It's like, <laughs> he just met her. Like, of course he doesn't love her, but yeah. I don't know. I don't re- Actually, I don't remember what ends up happening with, with old Susie. Susie, I mean, she she sticks around. She's... She didn't go away. We only have four episodes left in the uh, first season here. Well, we got some, we got some uh, ends to tie. Sure do. Um, So yeah, Buddy. I guess it really starts out with Buddy trying to tell Coach Taylor about his affair at at a bar, and Coach Taylor wants none of that. People just come to Coach Taylor, and it's funny. It's just funny because his wife is the guidance counselor and you would think people would seek her out more for advice. And they do. I mean, I feel like they're both in positions of power in that way. And so people are both seeking them out. It's interesting to see the differences in how they handle that where Tammy is like basically fixes every problem or at least gives a good effort. And coach Taylor's like, I literally want to know nothing about this buddy. Keep it to yourself. Like keep it inner circle. I'm also not keep it in your pants. Yeah, I'm not internal. I don't want to know who you're stepping out with. Um, did Buddy have to? I feel like Buddy kind of created this problem for himself. 
in multiple different. I mean, obviously, you think he, <laughs> you think he created this for himself. You're misunderstanding. Okay, <laughs> what I'm saying, he definitely <laughs> created it for himself by hiring and then exploiting Angela. Yeah. Some would say. Good agree with that. Yeah. Um, but like nothing really happened, as far as I know. Where like he had to pay her seven hundred dollars and tell her to find a new job. Like I guess he was just trying to come clean. I guess. Yeah, I mean, but there's no like point of urgency. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, if he just thinks that she's so much of a loose cannon that like it's gonna, I don't know. I, I've never been in the situation. I don't know, but it seemed. Well, don't quarterback the state championship, Dylan Panthers, <laughs> and then open up a car dealership in the same town. Is he he the won't ever. Yeah, he's definitely the quarterback. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't care about it that much if he was like a lineman. <laughs> I don't know, man. The linemen have to give up a lot, you know? Yeah. I know, but he's, he's QB1. Yeah, yeah. Um, Buddy tries to talk about the affair. He says, pound sand. Um, then, yeah, Pace tries to pay off Tyra's mom. Doesn't really work. Um, Tyra's mom, by the way, goes through Angela goes th- goes through some stuff in the, in this episode. Yes, art. I mean that's. I don't mean to cut you off. No, that yeah, please do. I just I, I I do feel so bad for her because she goes through, and that family as a whole like is dealing with a lot as it is, and she's obviously trying to cope with this yeah. whole thing, yep. and you know it, it, the the whole party at their place that they're having and then she you know falls and like has to go to the hospital but um feel like i feel a lot of sympathy for you know pam garrity first and foremost but also like angela colette getting getting used like she did by buddy is uh is is just like not a fun thing to watch um and so it is good though that we're once again kind of seeing that dynamic of uh Tyra being kind of a caretaker for her mom. Yeah. Um, Is Tyra the most mature person on this entire show? (laughs) She honestly might be. I I thought it was so interesting. You see, you know, we we get the scene where Julie tells Tammy or Tyra that, you know, I've been forbidden from hanging out with you. And Julie has no awareness of like what, like how that's going to hurt Tyra's feelings. She just says it. And then Tyra tells Tammy off whenever she confronts him after Tammy was like cleaning up their house after Angela's episode. Yeah. And then they're like still able to come to like a mutual understanding at the end of it. Like wise beyond her years. Tyra is and Tyra had every right to be mad. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wh- so. what did you think of the Taylor's forbidding Julie from seeing Tyra? It all feels so archaic. And I mean, a lot what, what what Tammy and Eric do seems archaic, and this is the viewpoint of a twenty five year old male. Um, but I do feel like that Eric and Tammy they're just they're really looking. They're, yeah. The the, uh, the intention isn't bad. The execution is terrible, and yeah. the fact that they're trying to basically just because Tammy knows a little bit about Tyra's reputation as being the guidance counselor. Um, they're using that just to say like, you can't hang out with her. I would love as much as like Tammy is like someone and they kind of, obviously it's way different when it's your own kid. Um, but I mean, 
Tammy loves helping people and she obviously comes to Tyra at the end of this block and, you know, wants to help her. Yeah. Why couldn't have that been happening in the first place? Like, could they have not like invited her over for a dinner to like get a good feel? And also I, I I had this conversation with Alyssa, but like with the whole like Matt Saracen thing and the whole sex storyline, it's just like, maybe we know too much about Matt Saracen, but if there's a guy you want your daughter to date, it's Matt Saracen. And I'm not like beyond sex. I'm just saying like, yeah, he's the nicest kid. Like, yeah, he's not a risk or anything like that. And if, if any hobby is taking care of his grandma yeah, (laughs) and paying the bills. Yeah. And he works it and he's the only him and smash are the only kids in town with a job. Yeah. So, Um. um, I, uh, I I just I feel like these they handle these situations with a lot of uh, it's hit and miss, but a lot of just like blinders on, not yeah. not realizing like okay, we need to step back for a second and look at the situation from an outside perspective. But you just tend to not do that sometimes yeah. when you're a parent. Um, I think that's basically it. I mean, we touched on the final scene there. Yeah. Um, with with. Tammy and Tyra and them kind of making up and Tammy's going to be her new academic project and we'll see how Ooh. that shakes out in episode 19. Um, you want to get into the uh, old extra points here? Let's do it. Extra point number one. This is probably going to be the shortest one. Eric gets the call. <gasps> Eric Taylor on the fast track to getting <laughs> to the college ranks. What do you... It's weird that like, where are they right now? I feel like this is illogical. I know we point out these things in the week. Kind of, I mean, but it's so like November. I yeah, in November. Like colleges are not really looking for quarterback coaches in November, typically. That low level of a of a position, not low, not that it's low level, but that position. Yeah, you're probably not looking at that in November because uh, your offensive, your offensive coordinator might leave, your head coach might leave. You know, you may have to replace a whole staff, and then the people that you bring in for those positions typically will fill the. As much as I like nitpicking this show for its Ill, like football, like bad football logic, I feel like this is one they can probably get away with. It doesn't matter. It's just something that crossed my mind. Well, at the same time, they're they're about to go to the state semifinals. This college team, TMU, could basically be basically be almost done with its season. Do we think of this team as like Texas A and M? Well, we the Texas A and M exists in this universe. They do. Texas does. Texas A and M exists. Um, I tend to think it's like a SMU, SMU, because okay. TM, Texas, TMU, okay, Texas yeah. Methodist. I th- it's like a mid-major college football, Got it. which would make more sense, other than like text, like the Longhorns are coming after Eric Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a strange. It, it feels way too quick. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, if they just think he's this wonderkin and like is gonna lead their, yeah. the way he's been able to take little low matt saracen he's done a pretty good job i mean we haven't talked about how bad matt saracen is at football in about 10 or 12 episodes now so good game manager um riggins's dad comes back it's not great what a terrible human being I mean, we see we we get them hustling those guys in the pool hall and then like Dodging a fight. We, we, yeah, we we don't even really delve into Tim and his stuff that's going on, but like he's yeah. drinking again after yeah. he kind of swears it off to try to. I don't know if impress Lila is the right terminology, but Tyra or Lila. Um, oh, he swears. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's when he first yeah. swears yeah, yeah, off yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Is to like kind of get like 
mend his relationship with Lila. Yeah. But then he starts drinking again and gets beat up um, at the pool hall because it's his dad. And yeah, I just Walt Walt Riggins could not exist on the show and I would be very super okay with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a tough couple episodes for Tim. He's got the, the camera that gets stolen. Also the camera, whenever the camera first disappears, do you remember the scene wherever they're giving Matt a bunch of crap about his first time with Julie, essentially like they're on the practice field and some, it's like, you have to film it. Yeah. I thought Matt had stolen the camera. Like to take to Bradley's apartment, Bradley's lake house. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. That was my initial thought. <laughs> I think. It was God. <laughs> Which, by the way, I do want to, we, I, we can't go without saying that is just an awful thing. Oh, God. An awful sentiment. <laughs> would not be on TV in on any network in 2019. Well. Would not have gotten past the writers. In room. general, just. God, that was so bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> by the way. It's amazing to me, That's and I don't, want, I don't want to get into price points for cameras. It, it does look like a $3,000 camera. Sure. I don't think most high school football programs were using those. That looks like a TV news camera. Yeah, I feel like they just like grabbed whatever camera they needed. They just had like a spare camera lying around at, at the NBC no, studios? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they just like... I don't know. I mean, I guess you could film football. You're, the conceit is that they're filming football practices with this camera, right? Or yeah, but you can you can just use a film. You can just use a camcorder for that, like a small handheld camcorder, which yeah. is what most programs use. You definitely don't need a three thousand dollar. Even in two thousand five, I don't think you needed a three thousand dollar camera to. It's HD, which HD didn't even barely exist at that point. No. Um. So yeah, Riggins' dad steals the camera. I was kind of surprised we didn't actually get a scene of Riggins' dad stealing the camera, but I guess they wanted to leave it op- no, open yeah, to interpretation. Yeah, they're just like, well, who did it? Yeah, but there were no, it's not like there were any other suspects. Other than Matt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they bring randomly bring back someone, just like... <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, the way Tim found it was sad. He's just like, get out. <laughs> So wait, was Tim's dad staying with Tim and Billy? Yeah, it looks like it. Interesting. I didn't realize that until Tim was like, get out of my house. Yeah. And then you see like the name placard in the front, you know, the Riggins number, whatever he is in the front yard. Is it number 11? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Tim's 33. 33. Um, I know that you have the next point up, but I feel like Tim's house is a good transition into the... Newfound, oh, newfound yes. friendship. Yes, another extra point here. The, the actor who plays Bo Miller, amazing, outstanding. He's also on the Blind Side. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna ask you because I looked up the actor and was like, who is this kid? He is plays he Sean Tui yep. or SJ Tui. SJ Tui, um, um, yeah, just an excellent. So basically, anything else? I, I only saw that. I didn't look up anything else. Not really. His name is J Head, J A E, which is interesting. Interesting. But Tim's working on his car, and Bo Miller comes up to him. He's a huge Panther fan, and yeah, Tim takes a liking to Bo's mother. Well, well I, I, I feel like he officially started hitting on Bo's mother when he fixed her gutter. 
That was a, a that officially shuttered his pursuit. I feel like I, w- I would I would tend to agree. Yeah. Um, Jay Miller, sorry, Jay Head, <laughs> which is really unfortunate because his he kind of has like a mega mind head now. The actor. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> his last name is Head. It's just it's not the best. Um, he was in the movie Hancock. Oh, I saw uh, that in two thousand eight. Uh, he was in Brave Town in 2015. He has not been in a whole lot of stuff, but it looks like he's started acting again. He's in a couple things in 2019, and he's in a couple things uh, that are in post production right now, according to his IMDb. Um, so we'll see. See, maybe we'll see more from him. He's just the absolute perfect actor for this role. I can't imagine they even cast tried to cast anybody else. I mean, they probably they probably brought brought a few kids in, maybe, but like one, not any after him. I mean, he's yeah. the perfect kid. I mean, for this, he, he was, was good. He nailed it. It's like you're Tim Riggins, you know that whole sentiment there. But yeah, he's. I totally forgot that this lady exists in the, and I remember how the storyline ends, and it's sad for Tim. But yeah, um, poor Timmy. We'll get to that when we get there. I guess is that at the end of season? Do we have that to look forward to next week, or is that a season two wrap up? Mm, I don't remember. It probably gets tied up here soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I know we're getting close to the end. Yeah, la- last extra point here. Uh, Waverly. Yeah. Waverly. I don't know how heavy this show was. Man, they really tackle some issues here. I mean, they're infidelity, racism, and now they're going into like some really serious mental health stuff um, with Waverly. I don't want to like diagnose her. No, I, I, I don't either. But yeah, she... Well, she says to Smash that she isn't taking her mental disorder. Yeah, I mean, it seemed uh, like medication just based on the highs and lows. Bipolar, yeah, maybe really, really high, really high highs, really low lows. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, really tough. Kind of brave of the writers here. Honestly, give them credit for tackling some of these issues. I think. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we we even see that a little bit with like. Um, the alcohol abuse in the show yeah, is just sure. like it's 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 super heavy. Um, Do you think that's part of the reason why so many people, even to this day, still like kind of idolize the show? Like in terms of the fact that it's not just a comedy or a drama, but like they were relatable people with like real issues. Yeah, I, I think that helps. I mean, it just it. I haven't watched too many like other shows like this in this genre. Yeah, but because I. I was going to ask you, like, isn't Riverdale kind of the same way? I mean, I haven't. I've seen a couple episodes. I thought you were Paige. a River, Riverdale no, guy. No, I mean, not. It's way more um, sensationalist, I would say. Yeah. It's like, did you watch Euphoria on HBO? Okay. I don't know. I was going to say, I was going to bring up 13 Reasons Why, which sure. is like the Bible of just like teen problems, which obviously like suicide is at the center of that show yeah. and but also it, it digs deep into a lot of other issues that kids sure. and kind of adult, adults as well go or that adults and kids face on a daily basis but i think the difference like friday night lights just goes about it much more artfully than 13 reasons why I ever did well yeah and uh, i mean if this is if this was on netflix or a different network maybe it, yeah. it, it it's able to kind of do something different. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Waverly uh, towards the end of the first season here. Her dad is obviously worried about her. I think Smash is picked up on the red flag here. Um, 
Yeah. A fun, fun block. Um, that's probably it. We got to do awards, though. We do. We do need to do awards. I haven't even. I, f- I forgot to. I'll have to write my down, mind down here on the fly. Who's your MVP? I have a. Is it? Is it crazy to say Tyra? That'd be two weeks in a row for Tyra. Tyra's just doing really well. I mean, she helps out Maddie. Um, get you know. Yeah. She's helping out Tim, like kind of get like trying to help him get his light. Like she yeah. obviously cares about Tim, and she's help. She's dealing a lot with her mom, um, and she also kind of wins over Tammy a little bit. Uh, not Windsor yeah, over, but I know just what like you mean, yeah, brings her like like I'm not a bad person. Yeah, he shows it. She shows a different side of herself. She also stands up to Tammy. The way yeah. the way some of these like the way like Tim Riggins like talks to Coach Taylor when he like confronts them at their yeah. doorstep is like wild. Like yeah. saying that to your head coach is <laughs> just like whoa. Yeah. He's like, "Why well, are you going to? Bo- did you go to Bradley's house, man? Poor Bradley. <laughs> we got another Brad- through the Bradley's just like the fourth person in this cast. I just um, want them to cut to Bradley like eating pork rinds. Bradley on must this have couch. been like a bad actor or something, or they would have used him. Maybe they thought they were going to use him more than they did. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go Tammy. I thought about Tammy. I think she fixed the two, the two biggest conflicts in this episode or in this block. Um, other than the racism one, when, or no, including the racism one, yeah, the racism one, you know, the the scene with in the guidance counselor's office. Now he doesn't end up taking her advice, but she gives good advice. Yeah, and then uh, she handled the Julie sex thing pretty well until she didn't. But yeah, well, but it all worked out, right? I mean, her words eventually, and we hear Julie whenever she snuck out again. She's like, I just don't define my parents very often. Yeah. Like, I don't do well defying my parents. And it's like, Julie puts on a, a tough face for her parents, but what they say matters to her in the end. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Any, any other candidates here? I mean... I think it's those. Those are the first two that I came mean, to mind. Matt had a so-so episode. Landry Nart. Um, Riggins, tough. Uh, don't see a whole lot of Billy. Jason and Lila... Yikes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're... Susie. Up and down a little bit. Susie. <laughs> Susie for MVP. Susie. Uh, Susie, definitely the Dion Waiters Award. Oh, Bo. No, Bo. <laughs> oh, got, you're right. Bo got Dion. Oh, man. That's tough. You're right. It's definitely Bo Miller, but in a normal block, Susie would add that on lock. Any other year. <laughs> any, other, any, other year any other year, Harden would have won five MVPs. Um, LVP is... Fairly obvious, right? Every time you say that, I'm like, I don't know. It's Buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. Every time you say that, I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Buddy is like literally been kicked out of his house and is still worried about the Dylan Panthers and is like, oh, my wife will forgive me. Like, Pam, Pam will take me back. Got to get my quarterback yeah, and my coach. Make, make sure my coach isn't going to college. Man, if you're Coach Taylor, like, I'd be pissed. Like, why would but if Buddy actually cares about me at all, wouldn't he be happy to see that like I'm making career advancements? No, he doesn't want Mac McGill to take over the program. <laughs> Racist Mac McGill. <laughs> um, bad football logic. Yeah, I don't really know if there's any terrible football logic in this one. Yeah, I think it's fine. Other than just on the on a very literal sense, Coach Taylor not allowing Mac to resign. Yeah, just let him walk. Yeah. 
Just take, yeah, take take the resignation, take your get out of jail free card. Yeah, the, the whole problem would have went away. I mean, I mean, it went away anyway. Sorta, yeah, but he got he got his cake and he got to eat it too, right? It's too perfect. Yeah. Um, if he would have got kept on, the 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 fake news media would have really went after Dylan, like saying like, <laughs> "Well, did, Coach Taylor, he's running a he's running a renegade program full of racists." Uh, insults of the week. We talked about that already. I think it's the the Italian food. It's good for the marriage. That's a really good one. <laughs> Julie just came in really hot in this yeah. episode. Yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah, I mean there is the. We have to at least give mention to Tim Riggins telling a JV football player that he's never going to get it laid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the whole sequence with Riggins and those properly properly aged high school kids. And tells them they they don't belong on the field. They're never going to... Because he didn't make the right call, um, he's just never going to get laid and everyone's going to hate him. And he tells... They're in the lunch line and he's like what do you do here? And the kid's like, um, and he's like, too late. Can't think plays over. And the kid behind him, is like, ah, oh, it's obvious it's this. And we're just like, no, you're wrong. All three of you are not eating lunch today. Like, <laughs> so yeah. And then Riggins. Yeah. I mean, he comes, he comes clean with smash. was like, look, we, we all know I'm not a leader. You're going to have to leave this team. We need you to come back. It's probably the first sweet moment between, those Riggins two. and Smash, yeah. Even though Tim is very clearly racist. <laughs> During that lunch scene, he calls the African-American players on the team quitters. Oh, God. Tim is not a good person. Maybe we should really rethink everything we've said about him. Oh, my God. I am still have not begun to stand Tim, Tim Riggins yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Matt Saracen overthinking award. This is definitely buying condoms next to Julie Taylor's house. Not good. Yeah. It, it's always. It's always. I guess that's mad. an underthinking award. Yeah, he didn't really think that one through. Yeah. Uh, is there an overthinking? Not that I can think of. Maybe Buddy doing the Magnum PI stuff. Um. Probably. Note. I mean. Yeah, Buddy Garrity. Monologue of the week. I don't know that I have one for this week. I usually Tyra's speech about and it's not really a monologue, but like her speech about like we're not family friends, st- stop acting like one yeah. is like really like kind of powerful. Also, um, Waverly also in the diner had a good one. Waverly in the diner with her. Unfortunately, we saw the high end of her issues on the spectrum first. Not unfortunately, I guess, but just very passionate. She, yes, and then you see, um, but yeah, I mean. What was the one you said? I had a thought on it. It escaped me. Tyra. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just a perfect dichotomy of the two classes, right? I mean, Tyra not wanting to feel like she's charity um, or her family's charity from, you know, up on the ivory tower, as as Julie said it (laughs) earlier in the episode. Um, You on your ivory tower. Last candidate for me would be, um, oh, my gosh. Why am I? I'm losing my train of thought. It's um Oh, it's Tammy giving the the sex talk to Julie. I can see that. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking about that, but it's I couldn't a, remember exactly yeah. what all was said, but yeah. It's not a full monologue, but because there's like, you know, it's back there's a little bit of back and forth, but it's mostly Tammy talking and Julie mumbling and smirking and Ju- whenever Julie smirked and Tammy was like, "Don't smirk at me." Like she made her face go in like eight different directions and like almost started to cry and then gathered herself. It was really good. I don't know. Um, 
pop culture reference recorded on your cell phone like your flip phone was definitely a it was awful but it was for cringy pop culture reference it fit every one of those things did people really used to do that i really hope not but probably oh my gosh that probably was like a scandal in the mid-2000s we had a scandal at my high school about like a cell phone video going around we had one with it was a fight in the locker room that had happened and some people filmed it guinness Guinness kids did uh can't say i didn't fight they loved they loved so one of it was a coach's kid it was not good one of the coach's kids not great it's not good um yeah i think i think that's gonna wrap us up you want to close this out here yep spencer this has been a lot of fun and we hope you all had a lot of fun as well that uh does it for us taylor made is available on all major podcast platforms if you guys go to apple Podcasts or google play we would really appreciate it if you give us a review um we'll be back next week to talk about episodes 19 through 22 yep four we got four episodes this time we got the end of it so jam-packed we are we are looking forward to that one we hope you guys are as well so until then for spencer davis my name is joe bettner clear eyes (laughs) full hearts can't lose